2: Do I have an eating disorder or disordered eating? Welcome back to another episode of the What's Eating You podcast. And speaking of eating and feeding, we're here to talk about eating disorders or disordered eating. You see, in my book, I talk about food disturbance occurring on a spectrum. And on the far end of the spectrum, you have eating disorders, which are clinically diagnosed by a mental health professional. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I guess, let's just call it regular eating or regular relationship with food. I don't really like using the word normal. And then somewhere along the spectrum, you have disordered eating. You may be wondering, well, what's the difference between the two? This is what we're going to talk about. And it is a topic I am so passionate about and one that I speak about at length in my book, Food Gel, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating. I basically came to discover disordered eating was a thing when diet culture just started making me feel like absolute crap. And when we talk about diet culture, I'm talking about growing up in the low-fat era, low-carb era, low-sugar era. If you're listening to this, I wonder what era you grew up in. For me personally, I grew up in the low-fat era. My mom was always buying low-fat yogurt, low-fat sauces, and I just thought it was normal to eat low-fat because I equated eating fat to getting fat. But then later in life, personal trainers were telling me fat doesn't make you fat. And I was so confused. I'm thinking, gosh, what is the answer and what do we do about it? So if you've been a victim of diets, I want to let you know that you have not failed at diets. Diets have failed you. They are designed not to work and to keep you in a disordered eating pattern because it is over a $2 billion industry a year that makes so much money off your mental health, your heartache, and your desire to lose weight. But let's save that for another episode. Now, if you're questioning whether or not you have an eating disorder, it can be useful to answer a couple of questions.
1: Are you preoccupied with food and your body? Are you tired of riding a diet binge roller coaster? Do you think you're being good if you eat a salad and bad if you eat a cookie? Do you label food as good or bad?
2: Do you feel you have to quote unquote make up for eating certain foods by exercising, restricting, fasting, or other compensatory behaviors such as laxatives? Does food hold much more of a place in your life than its intended purpose of providing nutrition and occasional pleasure? If you answered yes to two or more of these questions, it's likely you do have some eating disturbance in your life. And if you're listening to this and you have no eating disturbance, then goddamn, how do you do it? (laughs) Because we all have some level of eating disturbance. Well, maybe not all of us, but a lot of women who have grown up in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and so on and so forth. It's just usually come in different styles or flavors, whether it's low fat, keto, fasting, soup diet. Oh gosh, this just brings up memories. Now an eating disorder is called a disorder because it has a level of impairment. Now when we diagnose people with a certain disorder, it has to have a level of dysfunction on the person's everyday life. So it needs to interfere with their work, with their schooling, with their relationships, with their home life. That's the difference between a clinical psychology disorder versus say symptoms or meeting some of the criteria. It has to impact your life towards a certain degree. Now let's talk about disordered eating. Disordered eating, on the other hand, is an unhealthy and unnatural relationship with food, but not necessarily a full-blown eating disorder. Either way, a preoccupation with food is usually a key indicator. You think about food a lot, you think about your body, you worry about your weight, and I get it. Some people might be thinking, yeah, but Steph, I do need to lose weight. But it's about how you're trying to do that. And what you think is healthy versus non-healthy. Because there's a lot of unhealthy methods out there that are normalized in today's society. So disordered eating might start when you're younger. You stop taking food to school. Disordered eating might include eating small amounts of food in front of people. It may be cutting out certain food groups such as fruits or sugars or carbs. It might be eating with the same cutlery or the same plate. It may be having rigid rules around food. I must not eat carbs after night. I need to drink three liters of water before I have breakfast. I should fast until 12 o'clock. Eating disorders and disordered eating are usually categorized by rules. And what happens is when we break a dietary rule, that is what sets off the guilt, the shame, the anxiety, and the vicious cycle. So what usually happens is we walk around with these rules in our mind, I'm going to be good today. See how a labeled food is good or bad. And the minute I eat chocolate, I think, oh no, I've stuffed up. I might as well have the whole block. I might as well eat these donuts. It's okay. I'll start tomorrow. Tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. I'll start my diet. And then restriction leads to binge. And then when you binge, that's it. Tomorrow, I'm going to start a new day. It's going to be all good. That is the cycle and it is not normal. It is not normal to wake up on Monday and think, I need to start a diet.
1: That's it. I need to lose weight. I want you just to reflect for a minute on where are you at with this now? Do you think you need to lose weight? Have you had a history of dieting behavior? If so, where did that come from? Whoever you learnt dieting behaviour from, where is that person at now with their body? Think of the most healthiest or person with the most healthiest relationship with food that you know. Think of
2: someone that seems pretty chill when it comes to food, they eat a good balance,
1: they don't stress about weight. What does that person eat? How do they act around food? And now I want you to think of someone you would consider having a slimmer body type or someone you know who's quote-unquote skinny. What's their relationship with food like? The reason I'm asking these
2: questions is because people seem to equate being super clean, super healthy, super obsessed with exercise, with being skinny. But a lot of the time when I have these discussions with people, the people they look up to or they think have a healthy relationship with food aren't always what you expect. Similarly, their friends who are perhaps the thinnest are the ones who eat chocolate and wine and indulge on pasta when you would never even dream of eating as much as they do. I really believe in health at any size and I also believe in it is okay to accept where you're at whilst working on the best version of you, whatever that looks like. You may be wanting to eat a little bit healthier. You may be wanting to drink a bit more water and that's okay. But what I want to tell you is you can't lose weight from an eating disordered mindset. You can't. They're just two opposing goals. I have so many people who come to treatment and they really want to lose weight. And we have to park that goal. Because losing weight whilst in an eating disorder mindset, it won't happen. Your body has been through so much. If you've gone through dieting or restriction or crazy diets, your body will be trying to find its hunger cues. It'll be trying to achieve a
1: homeostasis state. It will be worried that you're going to starve it again. And you have to heal that before you consider.
2: Any behavioral changes or body weight changes, etc. The final question I want to ask you is who actually tells you that you need to lose weight? Does your partner, your friends, or anyone around you actually tell you, hey, you need to lose weight right now? If the answer is no, who is holding a gun to your head trying to make
1: you lose weight? If you weren't trying to lose weight, what would you be doing? How would you be eating? What would you focus on? These are the deep
2: questions I had to ask myself when I was going through my eating disorder struggles. I actually thought to myself, when does it end? When does it end? When are you going to wake up and say, okay, I'm going to live my life now? And that's a really scary thought. You don't want to be in your 60s worried about eating a muffin at muffin break. That's my secret dream, by the way. I always see like old cute people eating muffins and coffee at muffin break. And I'm like, I just want that life. (laughs) What are some of the signs that someone you know or love might have an eating disorder? I get asked this question a lot. There are some warning signs that you can look out for. Skipping meals or eating in a ritualistic manner. If friends are always like, oh, I just ate or I'm just going to have tea. Limiting more and more foods or entire food groups. So if the people you know are eating very specific foods or they're cutting out certain foods or seems are getting very restrictive, sneak eating is a big one. Secretive eating or eating extremely large amount of foods in private. And I'll talk about binge eating in another episode. Avoiding social events. With family or friends. This is a big one. The fear of binging or breaking a dietary rule stops people interacting with family and friends at social events. Any signs of purging, laxative use, diet pills, excessive exercise, if people go to the bathroom frequently after eating, if they're not eating in front of you. And don't be afraid to talk about it or ask. I understand that asking someone who may have an eating disorder can be very triggering. However, sometimes not asking at all means it just goes left unnoticed. And you can come from a place of curiosity and understanding and say, look, I'm noticing you're cutting a lot of foods out. Is everything okay? I'm worried about you. You know, I listened to a podcast on disordered eating, and I really resonated with some of it. And I have noticed a few things they mentioned in you and I'm wondering, are you okay? At the end of the day, you may just open a door for them to communicate about it. If you want to learn more about eating disorders, you can check out my book, Food Jail, Breaking the Bars of Binge Eating. You can grab a copy on Audible on a free trial too, so you don't even have to pay. Or if you want a signed copy that comes in an eco-friendly bag, you can grab that from my website and enter the code Mind food 20 to get a discount. Either way, know that there's no such thing as the perfect relationship with food. We'll go into more detail on this in another episode. Take care and remember to eat your lunch today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad, high-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.